Hello, you're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today's episode topic is so long overdue that I almost <laughs> want to invoke like a theory of alternate universes because I swear yes. that we've done this before, but it's just You've a case that of before, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a case of something that's been on the docket for so long mm-hmm. that I honestly almost have memories of doing this before. Today it's we're crazy. focusing on the Behemoth series of stellar video game soundtracks, Kingdom Hearts, with veteran mm. video game music legend Yoko. Shimamura. Definitely one of the most legendary video game composers for sure. It's really crazy it's taken us this long. It's one of those things that we've had on our list, but for whatever reason, we just keep forgetting about it. Uh, so you can stop sending us your hate mail. We, we're finally going to focus on the series. Um, actually, I think we've only gotten a few comments over the years of people really wanting us to do Kingdom Hearts, uh, so it hasn't been that bad. But yeah, uh, we normally we get hate played... mail about other topics, right. not necessarily Right, plenty of Kingdom that, Hearts. yeah. Uh, mostly about our political views, no. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, to be fair, we have played uh, a significant amount of music from the series over the years of doing the podcast, probably enough to equal a whole episode. But now we're going to be able to to dive deep and really explore this, you know, all in one episode. A couple things I want to uh, mention up top is. We're playing 19 tracks from this series. So obviously, you know, this is a behemoth series that have really big soundtracks. So we're not going to be able to feature every great piece of music in this series. We had to make some choices. But this is just a taste, just a smattering of the wonderful music that Yoko Shimamura has composed for this series. So the first thing we should probably do to, to start off is let's talk about what you guys just heard. Yeah. That is the intro theme to the first game. It's called Dearly Beloved. It's really the main theme of the whole series. And the subsequent games feature new arrangements of that theme. It's so beautiful and sensitive and just really tugs at my heartstrings. I think it's one of the most beautiful melodies that Shimamura has ever composed. Will, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love it. Carl, I, I don't know how you experience it, but to me, I imagine the melody of Dearly Beloved as Yeah, that's definitely it. And then that kind of um, the repeated note thing is almost like just an delay. exaggeration of an echo. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and, and, and that's absolutely right, because when you hear the, the future iterations, um, you do just hear that, that melody without the delay. So yeah, that's definitely what's, true. What's so great about that is it actually makes it sort of durable, because if you look at the melody in a broad sense, it's a very, it's pure and basic, because it has these even rhythms, da, 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 yeah. da, 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 you know, there are no dotted rhythms at all, but the way it's presented here, it adds more syncopation to it yeah it makes it a little bit more you can feel like the subdivisions in there and i think it also creates sort of an atmosphere for this opening i love the sort of mellow piano presentation that's very vibey and atmospheric in the chords that she uses to accompany this melody because really it is one of those melodies that's so pure in relying on such basic chord tones yeah Um, but the way it's harmonized kind of pulls um as you were saying carl pulls at your heartstrings it's kind of exaggerating as much tension as possible with that very simple melody for sure i think that's such a great combination i it's yeah this is all always been something that i've um very much loved you know i've, I've never really played through much of the kingdom hearts games but no me I neither we should mention that who too. are <laughs> who are yeah avid avid fans of this series and i remember my oh, yeah, roommate freshman year 
Um, my friend Paul was just obsessed with the Kingdom Hearts games. And sometimes I would play the music at the piano because it was just so great. And I wanted to yeah. figure out, you know, things about it. Well, I'm it. sure all of you guys are very well aware of what these games are. If for some reason there's someone who's not, these are really interesting crossover games. We have the IP, the Square Enix characters and series mixed with the Disney characters and series. So it's a really interesting crossover. Very, very popular. I had a friend in high school who was not a gamer, uh, just to kind of show you how how the, the reach of this series. She never played games at all, but she loved right. Kingdom Hearts. That was like the only video game series she, she really cared about. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those ideas that i feel like um i mean nowadays it seems like more of a, a likely thing you know with like the marvel cinematic universe and the idea of like all these crossovers and giant franchises but kingdom hearts on paper is kind of like the most insane um it's really weird premise for a, a video game ever i mean taking these two ginormous franchises but like disney it's not even a franchise it's like i think the thing is every is, disney film i think everyone's kind of on the same page these games are kind of crazy and insane but i think people embrace embrace that that craziness and um right they really go for it. <laughs> that's definitely right. That's definitely true. So, okay, let's play a couple more pieces of music from the first Kingdom Hearts game. We're going to move on to, I think, one of the most popular themes from the first game. It's a classic. Uh, I've I've loved this for a long time. This is Destiny Islands, composed by series composer Yoko Shimomura. Let's take a listen. guys are listening to destiny islands from kingdom hearts this game was originally released on the playstation 2 in 2002 so a pretty early ps2 game definitely one of the most uh successful and most uh, highest selling ps2 games of all time this is composed by yoko shimamura and i think the sounds uh that she achieved on this first kingdom hearts game it's it's it actually holds up quite well this this sounds a lot better than a lot of the game soundtracks that were released you know it, at this time it, it's not um it's definitely not uncanny valley i think it's very cute and pleasing and uh the, what a great piece of music this actually reminds me of the mario series a little bit right yeah i i think she's um pulling upon similar instincts you know that she's utilized in like the um super mario rpg and the mario oh, yeah. Luigi series that she's worked on good call because I, I i think the the disney ip is meant and handled in this game with a similar sense of whimsy and wonder and fun and i, I sure. would definitely say um that the kingdom hearts games musically are much lighter in tone than some of the final fantasy games even though there's there's humorous and light aspects in all of the you know square rpgs kingdom hearts it's kind of hard to 
take it too seriously because you have these characters that I know are very well developed and loved, but then it's like, mm-hmm. then they're talking to Goofy and Donald Duck and then Aladdin. <laughs> and then right. it's, it's, so it's like, I, I think it's really cool for that reason. And they get, you know, the actual voice actors, you know, they yeah, get it's, people it's who really voice cool. them. And it was something I didn't realize uh, that I just found out the other day. Uh, Carl, did you know that the voice of Goofy in, you know, like the the Goofy movies that came out in the 90s and Mm -hmm. in this game and everything is the same guy who did the voice of uh, Sam in Sam and Max? I did not know that. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. You know, one would think that these games are just for kids, but that is definitely not the case. Um, and I guess you could say the same thing about those classic Disney movies. Is yeah, exactly. You know, Disney like is for everyone. King. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, I think we actually just have one. So, we played in with the track. We just listened to Destiny Islands. We have one more from the first game. Uh, and part of that is because I do think some of the other titles do have better music um, and music that I think warrants more discussion. So, just three um, tracks from the first one today. Okay. This is very beautiful. Uh, now, I'm not sure how to pronounce this character. It's maybe be Kairi. Is that how you'd say that, Will? That's how I would say it. Okay, so this is a character theme, Kairi. This is Kairi 1, and I think there are three different variations of this throughout the soundtrack. Very beautiful. This is a theme that, you know, speaking of another Nintendo series, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Zelda in a way. So let's take a listen to this from Kingdom Hearts. gorgeous piece of music yes. you can tell it's shimamora because of the beautiful melody and the very interesting but thoughtful presentation mm-hmm. uh, we've talked before about how yoko shimamora has some uh, classical chops and classical training mm-hmm. um, and this is a piece of music that i feel like you can kind of hear it and in some of the way that she ornaments her melodies and things i was reminded of two things when i heard this piece of music the first thing was actually a theme from uh, Star Fox 64, of all things. <laughs> There's this very mysterious uh, music in one of the um, level themes that has almost an identical melody. It's this kind of whole yeah. tone scale thing. Do you remember the stage I'm talking about, Carl? I think so, yeah. It sounds familiar. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. It's one of those stages yeah. that I didn't play a lot because it's kind of like right. you have to unlock the more secret ending or whatever. Because you actually have to be a good player in order right. to get there. <laughs> no. The other thing that it reminded me of, though, just the reliance on kind of the major seventh as a focal point of the melody, it reminded me of music from the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, yeah. And by saying that, that reminded me of another sort of announcement <laughs> and thing that we just have to talk about. Yeah. Last Friday, we released our volume one of Hero of Legend, our three-part Zelda tribute album. I can't we've been believe working that. working on for years. <laughs> the time has finally come. We are just so thrilled to have this 
to be done with this project and to be able to unveil it to everyone. And if you, as you guys see in the feed, just before this episode in our feed, you will see we have a bonus episode, um, which we share that entire album. We're going to do also in the future, we're probably going to do more, more of an in-depth kind of audio commentary. That would be something that I think we'll definitely want to do as well. But um, yeah, check out that bonus episode or head on over to our band camp. I also want to be able to share some of the pieces in like original showcases. For sure. We might hold off on doing an episode like that so that we can actually share some of that music because some of it, like we mentioned, has been years literally in the making. Yeah. So that's a good time early in the episode to to plug that. So definitely check out Hero of Legend on our website, uh, any of our social media. Okay. So let's let's move into the second game. What a beautiful piece of music, though! Wow, one of my one of my favorites from Kingdom Hearts One. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts Two was the the direct sequel to the first game, and this seems to be now again neither of us have played these games, so we don't have a lot of knowledge on the series. This seems to be the the most beloved soundtrack of the series. This is kind of the gold standard from what I've been seeing online. Kingdom Hearts Two it came out in two thousand five. Uh, also for the PlayStation 2, also composed by Yoko Shimomura. We're going to play four tracks from this wonderful soundtrack. Let's start off uh, with something called Lazy Afternoons, which is a really delightful, relaxing early piece of music in the game, composed by Yoko Shimomura. Let's check it out. You guys are listening to lazy afternoons it's kind of what we're experiencing right now as we record this episode hopefully it won't be too lazy this is from kingdom hearts 2 for the ps2 composed by yoko shimomura now later on in the series uh, i think for some of the portable entries there were other composers maybe even on this one there were a couple other additional composers thrown in there but uh really all of the music we're playing today all the the most important prominent themes were composed by Shimomura so far in the series. Uh, what a beautiful piece of music. I, I love this. I love the saxophone. There's some really uh, interesting and creative uses of the saxophone, um, at least in these first two games. Yeah, and soprano saxophone, which I know we've, uh, we're on record with sort of um, saying some Our favorite instrument ever? things. Oh, oh, uh, but yeah. I think more what Carl and I uh, are not big fans of, it's not so much the timbre of the instrument itself, it's more the ubiquity and the use of it in a certain subset yeah. of music. Um, 
and I think that's more what we respond to with kind of like the soprano sex being added as this like cheesy element to a certain type of almost like smooth jazz sounding stuff. But, but when you here, take it this away, this almost from sounds that. more like a classical piece. You yeah, know, this could just as easily it. be you know an oboe solo. Um, and it's such a beautiful mellow timbre of that soprano saxophone and a gorgeous well, melody. It is very relaxing. I mean, no one can deny it. the sound of the soprano saxophone is a very relaxing, really pleasing sound in some ways. Yeah. Now, it can be used in a cheesy manner, but this is an example of, yeah, I'm just on board with all the choices. The melody is really beautiful. Um, I love the chromatic touches of it that make it feel uh-huh. a little bit almost like 19th century, very romantic, but even still with this slightly more you know video game pop music sense of harmony right you know the guitar chords at the beginning actually reminded me of dear friends from final fantasy 5 that i definitely know what you're talking about yeah Uh, which is cool because you know the, the linkage to final fantasy i almost wonder if that wasn't an intentional uh choice by shimamura well yeah you know? I'm sure it was. There are there are definitely callbacks to the series, uh, to the Final Fantasy series here and there. So, all right, we're going to move on to a piece of music called The Thirteenth Struggle. Now, again, don't know a lot about the series, but from what I, what I can tell, this I think is a battle theme. And one thing that I found interesting about the music of this series is look, looking online, the battle music is definitely the most popular. Uh, it seems to be what people really like talking about and listening to uh, are, is the battle music for this series. So that's kind of interesting. Um, all right. So let's take a listen to The Thirteenth Struggle from Kingdom Hearts 2. guys listening to the 13th struggle from kingdom hearts 2 this is a lot more epic and climactic than anything we've heard so far in the playlist and get used to the sound because you're going to hear the sound a lot some of the music in the series gets downright tragic uh very very dark sad epic intense yeah there's um there's a lot of emotion that shimamura son um is able to give to the music of the series this is the most Uematsuian thing that we've heard so far today, I think. It is Uematsuian. <laughs> say that ten <laughs> times fast. But um, okay. the, uh, the sound Uematsuian. of that organ and kind of like the harsh cutoffs whenever it stops, the kind of yeah. digital organ-y sound definitely reminds me of like Final Fantasy VII and everything. But even just the type of chromatic writing and the mixture of like a rock energy with this demented classical kind of tone, it 
really reminds me of the battle music in the Final Fantasy series, which makes perfect sense. The other thing about uh, the Kingdom Hearts games is even though they are sort of these RPGs, in terms of mechanics, there's a lot more um, like actual playable action as opposed to like yeah. the turn-based RPG kind of a thing. For sure. Um, so I think there might be necessity for more um, up-tempo action-driven music to underscore uh, a slightly more action-centric title than necessarily the Final Fantasy games. You know, what's interesting, you know, Yokomura's first job with some Yoko sort of... Yokomura. <laughs> Yokomura. Uh, <laughs> her first job with some sort of crossover idea, obviously, was the Super Mario RPG, the, the idea of crossing over Square and Nintendo. Um, it was it was a really great choice, and, and she was the perfect person to score that game. And you hear that influence, in my opinion, uh, throughout the series. This is a track we're going to move to now, where I definitely hear some Mario RPG elements in there, some of the instrument choices and some of the energy. Um, but yeah, it's, it almost seems like this, to me, feels like uh, 50% Mario RPG and 50% Final Fantasy in a way. So this is a cool piece of music. It's called Sinister Sundown. Let's check it out. <laughs> You guys are listening to Sinister Sundown, and it's so wild to hear how Yokomura, how Yokoshimamura has evolved and changed over the years, and really the, the different projects that she's gotten that that have required different musical tone. It's crazy to think this is the same person who did Street Fighter II, because the sound that she's known for these days uh, couldn't be further from that. Um, this is a great piece of music. I'm excited to get into some of the, the later entries. There's a little bit of confusion, at least for someone like me, because there's a lot of cross-pollination between the games, and there's a lot of themes that are reused in different games, and there also were a lot of different re-releases of these games. So, for example, right. the last track we're going to play from Kingdom Hearts 2 is called Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Uh, so I think there is some additional music at some point. Uh, so some of that stuff I'm a little hazy on. But uh, in any case, this how about this? How about this theme right here? This is great. Yeah, it's great. I love the use of the pizzicato strings because um, harmonically and in terms of like the rhythmic intensity of the piece, um, it mm-hmm. is sort of very forward moving, and it uses that Dorian mode, which is slightly more optimistic than the traditional, you know, minor mode. Um, yeah, that's true. But hearing that kind of Dorian theme harmonized with the pizzicato strings, it gives it this plucky, no pun intended, this plucky, fun, you know, kind of wistful character that... Um, it's perfect. I, yeah, it really, it's it's very compelling to me. Okay, so like I said, we're going to play uh, a piece of music from Kingdom Hearts 2, the final mix. 
um, don't have a lot of knowledge of what exactly. I think it's related to some sort of re-release. Um, so in any case, uh, this is Fate of the Unknown. Let's take a listen. So cool. Now we're starting to hear a really interesting fusion of different sounds that does uh, become kind of classic Kingdom Hearts, especially as we explore some of the later entries. You will hear this particular sound a lot today, uh, a very like classical and beautiful orchestral style melody, but with electronic driving elements underneath it. It's, it's really great. This is Fate of the Unknown, which is in Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, and I do believe that this piece of music was probably composed years after uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, was first released because uh, it definitely sounds, doesn't this sound a lot better than what, we, what we'd what we heard the original release of Kingdom Hearts 2? Well, heck yeah. It helps to <laughs> have a very polished sounding orchestra. Absolutely. Really gorgeous piece. I, oh God, I love some of the chords that she uses. I love the orchestration and just her general sense. What I'm really excited about today's episode, taking a broad look at the entire series and that, you know, she has been this um, really strong compositional voice throughout the entire series. I think uh, today's episode will help us get to better know Yoko Shimomura as a composer and to really appreciate this side of her. Because I think um, when we focused on her in that spotlight episode that we did just on um, her entire career, Mm -hmm. we celebrated the eclecticism and we celebrated how diverse she is and how perfectly suited she is for any type of assignment which is uh that's a compliment that we give to actually quite a few uh japanese video game composers i i find versatility seems to be something that you know is in a lot of people's tool belts over there and that's the most um, important and that's thing that's great I think, but what's fun about today is that we get to kind of explore one more isolated facet of her writing and get to hear the musical style of one particular series and 
I feel like with every track we play, it's just coming a little bit clearer into focus for me. Yeah. I, I'd say this might be my, my favorite track of the day so far, but so it's far, hard I would because agree. that Lazy Afternoons was also really gorgeous. And I mean, you can't beat Dearly Beloved when it comes to sheer melodic yeah. beauty. And I will say that my favorite music that Shimamura has composed for the series is the more tragic, very serious and intense music. That, I think, um, is when she really reaches to the stratosphere. So I'm excited for that. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're going to play one track from this remake. So the second game in the series was actually for the Game Boy Advance. It was called Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. We're not playing music from it today because it featured mostly compressed and kind of crappy arrangements of original Kingdom Hearts music. So a lot of the music that's in the original game, just GBA versions, which I don't really think anyone really needs to hear that. Um, but there was a remake uh, that came out a few years after called Re chain of memories which does feature some uh, some original new music and this is one of those new pieces of music it's called scythe of petals again composed by yoko shimamura from re chain of memories here we go You guys were listening to Scythe of Petals from Kingdom Hearts Re-Chain of Memories, a remake of Chain of Memories, which originally was for the Game Boy Advance. This was a remake for the PS... uh, Let me see if it was 2 or 3. Looks like it was a remake for the PS2. Um, This is composed by Yoko Shimomura. And another thing that we're going to hear, another particular musical uh, arrangement choice that we're going to hear a lot today, is the use of solo violin mixed with a larger ensemble. Um, and it's kind of confusing because sometimes I feel like she's using pretty convincing um, sample libraries, maybe custom or maybe ones that she has. Um, and then also there are some times in the series when uh, she's able to record a real violinist. So, But in either case, th- this sounds really good. It's very emotional, very tragic. Uh, definitely feels like it's just, just such a great counterpoint to the happy, plucky side that the series also has. Well, I think it's it's difficult, you know, the production schedule for uh, scoring a video game. I mean, it kind of, um, it's an ongoing process more so than film where, and even now right. film is um, starting to become that way where this, you know, constant redos and different cues and like redoing the timing of, of things. And so the process of scoring a film has become more elaborate and ongoing. Um, but, you know, it used to be with films, you know, I mean, John Williams wrote and conducted the Star Wars score in such a short number of time. I, I don't want to say the number of weeks and get it wrong, 
but I think he wrote all the music, like the entire, all the music, all the themes and the entire score in like six weeks or something. It's crazy. Um, I don't think that counts the time that he like conducted it and recorded it and everything, but it's like film music used to just be, you have this dedicated time and then that's it. But games are in development for such a long time, especially these big AAA titles. Right. And most of the composers, um, especially in uh, the Japanese developed games, I, I think Yoko Shimomura is now a freelancer. Um, but a lot of the composers work in house for the development studio. So they're kind of part of the development team and working on the game right. as it's being developed. So it just makes sense to me that, you know, also due to how much music needs to be in the game, it's not always feasible to have live musicians in every single track. And even if, you know, you have the budget for it, let's say maybe time constraints don't allow it or it just I think it requires a certain level of um, planning and kind of like foresight to be able to do that so i imagine it's really valuable for composers to in addition to having that luxury be able to have a library of virtual instruments in a facility with them that can kind of uh you know and like we mentioned with yeah. this this might yeah, have been sh- like a last minute edition of a track you know maybe she had to write this really quickly who knows right and also i think it, obviously it did come much later than the original release of chain of memories uh, so i think she was kind of in a different headspace let's move on to the next title we're going to talk about this is a great soundtrack we're going to play three pieces of music from it has one of the worst and weirdest titles i've ever heard of a video game it's kingdom hearts 358 divided by two days uh I don't it's not, know that that's what it's called. Uh, well, it's not. The thing is, I used to always think it was 358 and a half, but it's not a half. It's 358 over two. Uh, I don't know what that's in reference to, but it's very awkward. But that's the title of the game. Uh, it's a great soundtrack. What's really weird, this game came out for the Nintendo DS, and it originally came out in 2009. But the music that I'm listening to here sounds so much better than DS music, so something's going on here. These are either her original um, versions before they were compressed, or maybe it's another re-release. In any case, this is great music. Let's take a listen to Critical Drive. You know, Carl, I imagine 358 fans. over 2. I imagine fans of uh, this series are going to laugh at our just complete obliviousness when it comes to, you know, what these games are I think and how it, to pronounce yeah, but names. I and, think anyone would agree that this is a really weird title. But in any case, let's take a listen to Critical Drive. You guys are listening to Critical Drive, composed by Yoko Shimomura for the DS game Kingdom Hearts 
358 over 2, I think it reads 358 days over 2, is how some people would, would, would call this game. Um, Will, what are your thoughts on the musical tone that Shimamura is going for for this? Does this remind you of anything else? I think it's pretty dang unique. It is very unique. I mean, the sound of the organ and piano and everything, it definitely makes me think of Kingdom Hearts. But the drum pattern, uh, mm-hmm. that it kind of almost sounds like that like linear drum pattern that you were kind of um, talking yeah. to. I think you kind of gave a little uh, lesson about that a few years ago. Well, yeah, it's it's like um, this really weird that funky makes you, like, like drum and bass thing. Bass, yeah, mm-hmm. like it's, it's very crazy. eclectic. I don't know if this game has sort of a technological futuristic aspect to it, but it I has it kind of a... Yeah, to me it has a... Um, what do you call it? Uh, 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 cyberpunk kind of sound to me. Like it reminds me a little bit mm-hmm. of... Um, not Deus Ex. What's that that game? I played a track from it on a show and tell. It was hmm, like I'm this. Sure. Uh, it was this series that was on the Genesis, and then they made another mm. version. Uh, now I'm not remembering it. Anyways, um, it yeah, it has sort of a cyberpunk sound to it for me, where it's like kind of mm. the future as seen, you know, from the 1980s or something. All right, this is going to be another piece of music. There's going to be more of this today. I'm, I'm going to have to hand it over to Will. I'm going to have Will pronounce the title of this. Um, but this is very beautiful. I think it's one of the most beautiful things that she had composed to this uh, for the series up to this point. This is also from 358 over 2. Will, why don't you take it away? What is this track called? Okay, so I don't know how I would pronounce the final word in French, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to do my best for the title. Musique pour la tristesse de Zion. And then I would I would probably say Zion. And the Zion. last word looks like yeah. Zion with an X-I-O-N. It might also be Gion. I'm not sure. It's not a French word, so it's one of those things where I don't know how it would be pronounced. But yeah, music for the... I don't know what tristesse means, but anyways. And Zion is a new character that was uh, unveiled just for this game. So let's take a listen to this beautiful piece of music. Here we go. listening to Musique pour la triste de Zion. So Zion is a new character that was um, unveiled in this game. So this, I, I think you could you could think of this as the theme 
of this character Zion. It's so beautiful, and there's a handful of different variations of this theme featured in the score. Um, it's such a strong melody. It just makes me want to cry, man. It's just... It's amazing. It's really great. I feel like the DNA of the dearly beloved chord progression is somehow intertwined in oh, this. Yes. I don't know if that's like specifically intentional, but it's that same I think kind of is. Shimamura, you know, Magic. tragedy where she'll she'll continually kind of go to a minor chord, maybe when you're expecting some sort of cadence or some uh, yeah. release of tension and she just adds a little bit more tension and it, it's that it, shimmer it magic it very, <laughs> yeah it's a very <laughs> cyclical um progression i think um to me the the chords she's so good i feel gosh she's amazing and also i feel like she must be like the most efficient and fast working game composer that because like think of all these huge rpg soundtracks like you know some of the recent work she's done for the final fantasy series where she's the lead composer of the final fantasy games lead composer of these kingdom hearts games she just is able to write so much high quality music it's it's astounding uh yeah, so she so, probably man, makes a, a pretty good living i mean i for hope so. all of the freelance work that she does good for her okay. i mean what an what a, what a legend Okay, so in the playlist, we have uh, two pieces of music coming up. One, which is the last from this game, and then the next, which is the first from the following game we're going to feature. Now, both of these two are my absolute favorite. I want one of these two to be track of the week. So, Will, why don't we listen to both of these, and after, we'll decide which one we we think should be track of the week. Does that work? I'm down. All right, so this is the last track from 358 over two days. It's called Vector to the Heavens. It is incredibly beautiful. Let's check it out. You guys are listening to Vector to the Heavens. I should have mentioned that it's it's I think the definitive version of that Zion theme, um, which is in some ways the main theme of 358 over two. Um, but yeah, this this is just so beautiful. I do think we have played this at some point on the podcast. Um, that theme to this to this game is maybe the strongest theme in the Kingdom Hearts game in my opinion uh, series. In my opinion, I just think it's incredible and and what a what a beautiful and tragic version of this this reminds me a little bit of um fire emblem awakening oh sure 
Yeah, I love the chord writing, those kind of planing chords that are sort of stacked in fourths. It's a, a very Japanese classical sound, and it's something yeah. I'm just infatuated by. I think it's so gorgeous. Um, it's one of my favorite, I don't know, it's one of my favorite kind of paintbrush strokes. And, um, you know, I, it's not nice to make generalizations about, you know, groups of people, but generally speaking, when talking <laughs> about music, I mean, that that's kind of a, that's that specific, um, like, Japanese classical sound. You hear it in a lot of film music and anime and video games, and I think it, it's just a, you know, it's, it's a cultural touchstone to me as much as, you know, a certain scale, you know, like the octatonic scale might be associated with Hungarian folk music, you know, mm-hmm. to me it's that... It's the same kind of um, linkage that I have sure. with that association. And I think All it's right. beautiful. Well, let's move on to the next game we're going to talk about. This is a game that came out for the PSP, and this is called Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. And I believe this uh, came out the year after uh, 358 came out. Uh, and this might be one of my favorite, maybe my favorite soundtrack in the series. It's really, really good. We're going to play... Four tracks uh, in a row here, and then we are going to play a playout today. So definitely uh, stick, uh, definitely stick around for that. Uh, okay, so this is my second possible choice for track of the week. This is called "Tears of the Light" from Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep, composed by the legendary Yoko Shimomura. crying i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) this is tears of the light from birth by sleep composed by yoko shimura probably the most tragic thing we're gonna play today if i had to pick i would say this is my choice for track of the week i don't know what do you think will absolutely awesome let's do it oh my gosh yeah tragic is absolutely right uh gorgeous performance this definitely reminds me of fire emblem awakening and the hiroki morishida oh yeah even the melody has some some elements of Um, that my favorite thing is that contour in the melody that's fire emblem the moment that it hits um there's this kind of turn in the harmony that it's just like a 
I mean, this could almost be music, you know, t- for, you know, I don't know, a, like a mass or a music, <laughs> like for a funeral or uh, almost like a, the passion, yeah. you know, like when I think of some of the most tragic pieces of classical music, um, oftentimes they're, they're funereal or maybe they're religious works trying to depict, you know, Jesus on the cross or something. This almost has that level of like... Um, biblical um morosity i mean it's just really heavy and yeah yeah it's like the turning of the the knife you know well i wouldn't be surprised if some kingdom hearts fans would choose to play some of this music (laughs) for their funerals because it's a music that means a lot especially if you've spent years you know i feel like if you play this at your funeral characters you kind of think pretty highly of yourself because it's like saying it's so (laughs) sad that i'm dying yeah like you're really gonna miss me (laughs) that's funny yeah you want to do something a little bit more hopeful but also beautiful okay um not to you know tell you guys what to do or anything but all right so there you have it folks this week's track of the week yeah i'm just putting it on record i want sonic mega collection at my funeral no i'm just kidding That'd be fun. Be no, I definitely want uh, Mario 64 and credits. Aww. That's the kind of tone. That, that's, yeah, a that's a good funeral tone. tone. Happy, you shed a tear, melancholy, but we've had a great time. Yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, we're going to play the next track on the playlist from Birth by Sleep. This one is called Peaceful Hearts. Let's take a listen. long overdue for a little bit more brightness and happiness here you guys are listening to peaceful hearts this is the side of kingdom hearts uh that i was first familiar with when i got the soundtrack to the first game a long time ago i feel like i remember listening to a lot of music that had this kind of tone to it and so that's why i was surprised over the years when people would show me things from these portable games that had such dark intense music um i i love this this is peaceful hearts from birth by sleep gorgeous Oh man, beautiful Great performance. playing on the oboe. Uh, it has a very rich and sultry sort of uh, tone and vibrato, which is something I really love in uh, oboe playing. It almost sounds like an oboe uh, d'amore, which is kind of an old romantic offshoot of the oboe, mm-hmm. kind of uh, in between, I guess, timbrely between an oboe and an English horn. Oh, interesting. Kind of nice for like a low register kind of thing i i wouldn't be surprised if they they use that because it's such a sort of romantic and lyrical sound but i also love how um the kind of sharp pointed staccato rhythms because you know you have the pizzicato Mm -hmm. strings going the you know and and then the yana it's like a nice little 
dance it almost sounds it reminds me of that uh tchaikovsky fourth symphony there's like the third movement it's called the pizzicasto ostinato and um the strings for, for most of the movement are just all playing together pizzicato and it's and the woodwinds kind of right. uh, play rhythms that kind of like dance and, and complement i mean very different harmonically here but you can kind of hear some of her classical influences and her exposure to that type of music and orchestration from an early age no i think he ripped off yoko shimamura that's what i think <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who, if you had to pick, who is your favorite Yoko? Definitely not Ono. Um, I mean, <laughs> oh I, no, <laughs> it's it's hard. Uh, can you is it put, Could you put Shimamura above Yoko Kano? You know, that's I, they're what's so, really they're tough. so similar in my mind in terms of their versatility, um, their breadth of work, and their variety. Of I think style. if I if gun to my head, I would slightly edge out. I think Shimamura is my favorite Yoko. She's number one. I think then it's definitely Ono. No, I'm just kidding. Um, then it's probably Kano. And then there's probably other Yokos that I don't even know. That would probably be, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, and, you know, two, two infinity. Um, I don't know where I would put Ono in that list, but let's, let's just move on at this point. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was thinking how, how much history would have changed if John would have started dating Yoko Shimomura instead. Well, yeah, that would have been disgusting because she probably would have been like a child <laughs> at the a time. Baby. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's play a track called "The Silent Forest" from Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep. Let's take a listen. Such beautiful music. This is the silent forest from Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. And I do think that Birth by Sleep is my personal favorite soundtrack in the whole series. I think she outdid herself on the score. Uh, there's so many great melodies, so many really potent, tragic melodies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I was thinking in my head before I started to work on this playlist, like, oh, this is going to be a fun, plucky, happy episode. But not really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's just some of the best music are these more emotionally heavy pieces. Um, it's kind of masterful what she's what she's done. And I mean, it's not to say that there isn't great light music and there isn't music of all sorts. And honestly, that there isn't some, you know, forgettable music. These soundtracks oh, are yeah, so for sure. dense. I think we might have played an example from one of the Kingdom Hearts game on our musical cliches episode. I know there's I like so. some desert music that's just kind of uses some trite, you know, Arabian oh, yeah. music cliches and nothing, nothing new there. But 
you know that I would say Shimamura is almost in good company because uh, I was watching this um, this video kind of dissecting Beethoven's uh, opera Fidelio. It's the only opera that he ever wrote, and they um, were talking about how it's kind of like it's almost like two different operas because there are these parts of the story that are really kind of comic and trite, and Beethoven's music for those are. Um, I guess considered less than sublime. Uh, yet right. there are these really dark, tragic, really heavy moments of it that are, you know, supposedly some of his greatest, uh, you know, musical utterances. And um, it, it's interesting that, uh, you know, I mean that that idea of a composer within one piece of work, you know, reaching in some cases the you know these sublime heights, and in other cases, you know, just literally writing the music to get yeah, it done. Just, and I think a lot of video games almost are that way by necessity because it isn't right. just a vehicle for you to write, you know, it's not a symphony, you know. Well, it should be mentioned that not every piece of music is equally as important, you know. There's some pieces right. of music that just don't really matter as much. And so we're going to play to one do more your track. job, you know, you can't um, take too much of the focus away and not every right. piece can be a, you know, lyrical, melodic masterpiece, nor should it be, you know. We're going to play one more track from Birth by Sleep, again, other than the playout, so stick around for that. Uh, but this is called Dark Impetus, and it's from the final mix of Birth by Sleep. So I think not included in the in the original release, but a piece of music that was written later, and it's really beautiful. I think it's probably uh, the magnum opus of this Kingdom Hearts style of battle music, where you have a beautiful orchestral, romantic, and tragic melody. Uh, and some orchestration techniques that fall in line with that, but you have this electronic driving um, rhythm underneath it. I think it's uh, kind of the best example of that from the series. Let's take a listen to Dark Impetus from Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. So beautiful. This is Dark Impetus, which I think is only from the final mix of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. This is composed by Yoko Shimomura. What an interesting sound. It sounds nothing like any other series. You know, the fact that you have that more electronic, uh, you know, drums and bass mixed with the orchestral elements, the solo violin. Um, in some ways, though, it it kind of has something for everybody. Like, I really respond to the melody and, and really what that violin is doing. That's my favorite part. Um, but there are probably some people that really like the driving nature uh, of it uh, and how it would work and how it would pump you up in the game. And so I really feel like uh, it's kind of winning on all fronts in a way. Totally. I love the mixture of the you know lyrical 
violin that could be at home in I think a more traditional classical piece um, mixed in with the kind of rock elements. I don't just mean you know violin as an instrument, but the music that it's actually playing um, and expressing. It's kind of the conflux of these two different emotions. You know, the violin is expressing more of like the emotional tragedy, and the rhythm section, you know, piano and drums and the more electric elements are capturing, I guess, more of the mood of the situation and the actual urgency of the action. And I, I think that's a really cool combination that she's kind of uh, almost separated um, the instruments in terms of like their importance in that way. And I think it, it makes sure. a piece of music like this stand apart from just feeling sort of cliche or serviceable because it's not just scoring the action. It's also scoring kind of an emotional mood based undertone, which I think is so important for video games because since the music can't be married to action in the same way that film can, you know, it's not a static medium where you can score every little beat. Uh, it needs to be more about creating a general sense of mood or just an right. atmosphere of a location or an event. And I think Shimamura is so fantastic at doing that in these Kingdom Hearts games. She's amazing at that. Okay, well, let's move on to the last game we're going to talk about. We're going to play three tracks from Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, which came out for the 3DS. I think it's also known as Kingdom Hearts 3D. Uh, let's play a piece of music to start things off called One for All. And this is going back to kind of that more plucky, delightful, happy sound that the series is also known for. Let's take a listen to One for All. You guys listening to One for All from Kingdom Hearts, Dream Drop Distance, and the piece of music right after this on the soundtrack is All for One, um, which is also a fun piece of music. Uh, This is a really nice change of pace for our playlist. Personally, I wish that there had been a little bit more music like this that was, I guess in my opinion, of this quality. Uh, There's a lot of music like this in in the series, but... There was a lot of it that that was slightly formulaic and didn't really do a lot for me personally. Uh, this was a standout for me that happened to have this this happier tone. So, yeah, I guess I wish there was maybe a little bit more of this music uh, of this quality, but this is great in any case. Beautiful. Yeah, I love the kind of um, continuously modulating sound of it and that it uses kind of Lydian to get to a new destination and then that becomes... Lydian, I, that it's kind of like a I don't know a, a thing with a certain subset of like 20th century music. Like 
Leonard yeah. Bernstein will do that a lot where he'll write music in a mode, but it won't just stay in a key. So let's say it's like right. C mixolydian and it's going between C and B flat, C and B flat, and then he'll land on A flat, but then it'll become A flat mixolydian. So then it's A flat and G flat, you know, and he'll use the modes mm-hmm. to get to other destinations and then make those new tone centers that are also revolving around the modes. It's kind of a way of exploring lots of different keys and sort of a a natural way i really like that this track does that so this is a piece of music we're going to move to now that i have a really strong memory of playing on the podcast a very beautiful melody with awesome solo violin i think it's like i want to say the instrumentation is like solo violin maybe in harp and possibly some other instruments as well it's so beautiful it's called distant from you from dream drop distance let's check it out guys are being delighted by distant from you this is will's favorite piece of music in kingdom hearts he 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 just told me uh will do you think we should make this the second track of the week this week i think we should make this the first track of the week but that's just me (laughs) yeah it's great it's it's incredible um i was excited because those other uh, pieces of music uh, well I guess not Vector of the Heavens but definitely Tears of the Light I had never heard before before preparing for this I didn't dive in enough to Birth by Sleep but this one I've been familiar with for a while so um, it wasn't like a new thing that I was wowed by but yeah I the first time I heard it I was very moved by this and I still am to this day this is this is incredible yeah it's absolutely Gorgeous. Uh, you know, it's also interesting. We've heard so much music today, so much really lush, rich orchestral music and music that goes beyond the orchestra. It mixes orchestra with additional percussion and electronic elements. But to me, the most moving thing that we've heard today is really just comes from a, a two-voice piece, violin yeah. and harp. And it gets back to that idea, um, and it, it's honestly become sort of a cliche, but it's a very true sentiment, and it very much applies to video games, the idea of limitation being the necessity of invention and creativity, you know? Yeah, well, it, you bring up a great point. I mean, we've had some bombastic pieces of music that have such elaborate textures and sonic combinations, but really the thing that moves us the most is getting down to the essentials, the 
bare bones, a melody and just a beautiful accompaniment. That's really all you need, right? Well, and I think just as humans, we're so homophonically driven. We only have one voice. We only have the way to produce. I mean, unless you kind of do some like weird throat singing or something. <laughs> we, we can only produce one pitch at a time when we sing. This is why we gravitate so much towards melodies. And so the fewer voices in a piece the more we can kind of understand what everything is doing individually right. simultaneously mm-hmm. where, I mean, I think it takes more of a trained ear to listen to an orchestral piece and to be able to discern all the different elements and to kind of pick it apart. And I think you and I do that on such a regular basis that we um, maybe take that for granted. But I think, a, you know, pieces that tend to be more simple and have fewer voices, I think can be more effective to a listener because I think, uh, you know, it's just there's those more pure elements to hold on to and to be able to identify, you know, it's it's not as difficult to hear how the harp and violin interact in this piece For as sure. if there were additional layers and additional doublings and, you know, string yeah, you kind harmony of and in your head, moving, yeah. you know, percussion, maybe there's Mark tree and there's all this other stuff, you know, it, it, it would kind of muddy up the um the clarity of those two voices and the the beauty and the really simplicity of every single note of that harp arpeggio is just kind of perfectly composed well it's really fascinating we're going to go to one of the most stripped down pieces of music from the day to one of the most epic things are going to get very epic with this final track um i'm going to have will pronounce it again but will once what's one of the most what's one of the best instruments to use if you want something to be epic and spiritual and almost like feeling the world's going to end. What would what would what would you say? I guess organ? Yeah, church organ, you nailed it. There's going to be some cool church organ in this piece. I'll let Will introduce this and then we'll take a listen. So, I don't know what language this is, but um Kingdom Hearts-ish. Uh maybe it I think it's possibly Italian. I don't know. Uh I'm going to say it's Lo Schiorita Deligno. All right. Let's check it out. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us for this long overdue episode on the wonderful music of the Kingdom Hearts series by Yoko Shimomura. Every single piece of music you heard today was composed by her. And uh, it's nice since this is the last uh, track other than the playout. I don't need to even try to say this title again. I'm not even going to risk it. Um, (laughs) Some hard titles today. Uh, Some wonderful music. 
We got pretty epic, pretty intense. Uh, we cried a couple times, but yeah, that's that's kind of par for the course. Uh, typical episode recording, wouldn't you say, Will? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I cried last week. Uh, we do have emotions. Mario sixty four. We are human beings. Sometimes people forget that. And it's okay to feel your feelings, folks. Yeah, sometimes that's, we're sensitive. That, that's what music is for. Music is there to help us process our emotions. So when you send something, you know, when you send hate mail about how we never play Kingdom Hearts music, that does make us cry sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, this is so gorgeous. I'm Will, did you have a good time wait. today? I had a wonderful time today. Carl, I hope you don't get mad at me, but I'm actually listening to our playout track uh, right now as we speak because it sort oh of puts gosh. me in a nice uh, final mood. I can't blame you. It's incredibly beautiful. We're going to play you guys out with uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, the arrangement of Dearly Beloved from that game, which I think is probably my favorite version of Dearly Beloved in the series. It's a great way to send you guys on your way, um, just feeling just really happy and relaxed and just good about the world. We're feeling that way as well. Again, definitely check out Hero of Legend, the first of three volumes. Uh, we put so much hard work and, and heart into this project, and it's so happy that it's finally unveiled. And we look forward to what we can cook up with volumes two and three. We have some really fun ideas, yeah. uh, exciting ideas. So check that out, guys. I think that's yeah, about it. Yeah, it's available on our band camp, which you can find at our website, supermarcatobros.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if it'll be up at the time of recording, but uh, eventually we're going to be putting these albums on iTunes, yeah. and Spotify, Apple Music, all the places that... Um, Try to get them out there as much as possible. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to play goes out with this version of Dearly Beloved. I think that's it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Yoko rocks. Peace out.